Right, tonight I'm going to be dealing with the next weapon that I'm going to be touching on is probably the main one that the Bible gives us. And what do you think it is? The sword. Alright, the sword, the Word of God. Now I want to show you something about this that some of us might not realize. And that is, how many of you know the Bible? Come on, you guys have been saved for a while. You know the Bible. Right. Why aren't you putting up your hands? I'm checking your oaks there. You guys have been saved forever and don't know the Bible. They can quote it verbatim there. All right. Scary. (laughs) But I want to show you something that's very important. A lot of us know the Bible. A lot of us have been under the Bible's teachings for a long time. But the problem that I'm discovering is this, is that there's not a lot of scripture that's been quoted. There's not a lot of people that are actually quoting scripture. And I'm going, I cannot understand how we expect to see results if we don't use our sword. The Bible says that the word of God is our sword. Now what does that mean practically? Practically it means this, is when I speak a verse out, I am releasing a power that then starts operating because that is your weapon. And so the problem that I've got with us is this, is we know the Bible but we don't use the Bible. If I ask you, give me a scripture on healing. Come on, quick. Who can give me a scripture on healing? Okay, by stripes we were healed. Okay, Old Testament, by your stripes you are healed. New Testament, by your stripes you were healed. Just making sure you got healed at the cross. Okay, by your stripes you were healed. Alright, so now you know that scripture. How many of you quote that when you're sick? When you get sick, are you quoting that scripture and saying, Listen, by stripes I was healed. I will not accept this symptom of sickness on my body right now. I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with you. I'm not trying to dis, um, discourage or, or sit down and pretend that nothing's going on with you if you're feeling terrible. Okay, you can just look at yourself in the mirror and say there's something wrong. <laughs> I don't look so good. But the point is this, I don't accept it. I don't take it. I then start quoting a scripture and I say, this is my weapon. You see, the Bible is very clear, and this is the basis of everything we're going to teach you. John chapter 10 verse 10 says that the thief comes to steal. Now let's just stop there. Forget about kill and destroy. We haven't got that far yet. Just to steal. The problem is this, is he has stolen from every single one of us, and I can name it. Every single one of us have had things stolen from us, and we have allowed it. We have not pushed back and taken back what is ours. And we have got to realize that if we want it back, and we can sit down and get all mad, and say, listen, my stuff is gone, or my, my health is gone, or my marriage is gone, my finance has been gone, whatever it is. How many of you have had a situation, whatever it is, that there's a dark day that comes against you, that is so hectic that no matter what you try, it always goes wrong? <laughs> Ever had one of those? Yeah. <laughs> okay, some of us have it in waves. <laughs> one at a time, please God. <laughs> but listen... That is when you are sitting down and you are busy opposing something because when you oppose the devil, he's not going to go, oh, well, sweet, hallelujah, you can have everything. He's going to try everything that he can to get hold of your stuff. Get into your family. Get into your life. Whatever it is. And I want you to know the only way that you are going to reclaim, truly reclaim what is yours, is when you start using the weapons that are yours. Because you're not fighting against people. 
It was not a person who put sickness on you. And so, when sickness comes on your life, I want you to understand this. It is not Satan planting sickness on you. It is Satan stealing your health. You must go fight for your health and then sickness will leave. So you have to sit down and get a scripture for sickness. How many of you have had a financial problem in your life? No, never. It's always been sweet in South Africa. Alright? Had a financial problem. Now let me ask you this. What do you do when you've got a financial problem? Do you know what everybody does? Ah, here, please help. Ever prayed that prayer? Lord, please help me. I've got a financial problem. Please answer me. Please do something for me. Ever done that? Come on, let's be honest now. Alright, do you know that that's wrong? It's not scriptural. Jesus didn't pray that. Did you know that? Do you know that Jesus Christ never ever prayed about a problem? Ever. Never. He would quote a scripture directly at it. He would deal with it and command it directly. Sickness. He never said, please God, heal this person. He said, sickness, you leave. Be healed. He never ever prayed to God for any problem. What did he do when he spoke to God? It was about instruction, relationship. Saying, God, I need to know what you want. What do you want? And then I'll just go and do it on the earth. Then everything on the earth has got to be submitted to what God wanted in the first place. So what we do is this, is we've got this thing wrong. We go to God and say, oh God, please help me, please save me. And God's going, I can't do anything. I've given you all the weapons. Pick up your sword and use it. Pick up your sword and use it. So what do I do when I have a financial problem? I go find the scripture. What scripture can I use? Yeah, this is scary. What scripture do I use for finance? My God shall supply all my needs. Okay, seek the kingdom of God. This place is called the Lord will provide. What else? Come on. Jesus Christ became... Poor, so that I can become rich. Okay, God is able to make all grace abound to me that I, what that we having all sufficiency in everything, in all things, for every good work. What does that mean? It means that whatever you need, you've got more than enough for. How many of you are in that place? You've got more than enough for anything that you need. No, we're not there. Why? Because we are not quoting scripture. Do you know what's happening? As long as my needs are taken care of, we think we're okay. And yet the Bible says that nations will come to you and lend from you. Amen. Who's had a country rock up at your door and ask, can I borrow some money? <laughs> come on. That is how far off we are from scripture. So now what happens is this. You've got a rebellious child. What do you do? You go find the scripture. Okay? So you go, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And God will give you scripture upon scripture for whatever your need is. And then you need to start using it. I want you to turn with me to Revelation chapter 1. How do I know when I start using the, the word that it becomes powerful? How do I know how do I use the word? How many of you read the Bible and you read it quietly? You read the Bible every day and you read it quietly. You read a chapter or a verse. Okay, let's say maybe once a month then. Read the Bible. <laughs> okay, who's read it 
and you read it quietly. Come on, let's be honest. Who reads it quietly? Right. Now let me show you something. While you are meditating on the Word, it is not releasing any power. Listen to me. While you meditate on the Word, and you read it quietly, it's not releasing any power. All that you are doing is getting it into your spirit. The only time that power and authority is released is when it is verbally spoken out of your mouth. When you speak that word and confess it out of your mouth. Now I know that this sounds very weird. Okay? When you're going to start doing this. When I started doing this, this was very weird for me. My wife rebuked me and said to me, Arthur, you know the Bible so well, but you never quote the scripture loud. And I had to repent, because she was right. If my children get sick, the first step that happens is they get a mattress and they come and lie next to my bed. Right through the night, I quote scripture over them loud. And I tell the devil to get lost. Okay? And I'm telling you now that the sickness is not something that visits my house. I mean, we've been in Kenton now for five years. I don't think Jade and Caden and them even know who the doctor is. We've already had two doctor changes. They don't even know who they are. Never seen the doctor. Because we do not tolerate that. I'm not saying it's in every area of our life, please. I'm saying, in that area, I have woken up and said, listen, this is not going to happen in my house. Other areas, I'm still getting the victory in. I'm still quoting scripture. Every single day of my life, I have a file that I try and get to. I can't say that I do it every day, okay? I skip a day, and now and then. But where I can, I have a file of scriptures of breakthroughs that I still need. I've got 19 pages of printed scripture that I read every single day out loud. Because I am busy releasing an attack on the devil that has been against my family for so long. I'm telling you now, I will see the victory. I will see the victory and the result of that. And when I get there, don't come to me and go, Oh, look at you, you're so lucky you did this and whatever else. I'm going to go, here's my file, you go fight. You go take your own sword, you go fight, and you get your own victory. Okay? But I want you to see something in Revelation chapter 1 verse 16. Speaking about Jesus Christ, and it says, He had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. What is that saying? Jesus Christ is quoting scripture. Jesus Christ is quoting scripture. What happened when Satan came to tempt him? Not once did he pray to the Father or even rebuke the devil. All he said, it is written, it is written, it is written. So he used the scripture against the devil and the devil had to leave him. He didn't even tell the devil to go away. The devil went away all by himself. I want to tell you, we are sitting with such a powerful tool and we're not using it. So before tonight's out, I want you to make a decision that every area of your life, just take your family to start with, every area that there is a problem, I want you to go find a scripture to start fighting against it. You are not going to get anywhere unless you start using the weapons that God gave you. God says, I have given you the weapons. No gates of hell will prevail against the church. Okay? But nowhere in scripture does it say, ask me for help. Did you know that? 
God has given us all the authority, all of the power, all of the weapons. He's saying it's up to you to use it. It's exactly the same as if I'm sitting down on the side of a sports field and the guys are playing rugby. I'm not allowed, have you, have you, let's use soccer, that's even better. Have you seen what happens when the coaches start yelling at the players? The ref eventually pans him out of the stadium. Okay? When they get to that field, they have got to know their skills, they've got to know what they can do and not do. And they have to use the tools that have been given to them before they got onto that field. Are you guys with me? The same happens with the church. When Jesus Christ left, He says, I give you everything. I'm not going to give you anything more. All you have to do is apply what I told you to do. Use what I have given you and you will see the result. So our first weapon is the sword, is the word. Are you quoting the word? Are you releasing the word over your family? Are you releasing the word over your your marriage? Are you releasing the word over your kids? Are you releasing the word over your property? You know, I can't tell you how many people have seen angels on our property. Stacks. Now, I don't mind that people see angels. It's a nice, like, safe haven for a lot of kids. A lot of the little kids come there and they come and sleep in our house and they see angels and all happy. I remember, if you guys know Glenda Watson, her little child would not sleep anywhere, never sleep out. But always come and visit our house because she'd always see these angels standing out around our property. And you must understand, that is the time that I was in the height of fighting with Satanism in the town. And yeah, these angels are there, and she's sleeping so nicely. Meanwhile, the devil's trying everything against us. And there's the angels looking after the property. Let me tell you something. We have got a lot more power with us than against us. And we just don't realize it. And we are allowing things to go downhill. Revelation chapter 2, verse 16. This page over. Jesus speaking. He says, Repent, or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Jesus says, Listen, I am going to fight against you with the sword of my mouth. I speak, and things are going to happen. Why? Because when He speaks, He speaks the Word of God. That's it. It's coming, and you are going to feel it. I mean, the best one, 19, 19 verse 15. I just wanted you to see that the Word of God is a sword and Jesus Christ only used it when there was an attack. My Bible just closed. Praise the year, hallelujah. Right, there is a chapter 19 in you. I will get it. Verse 15. Now out of his mouth, Jesus, comes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations and he himself would rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. Yet Jesus Christ is coming and he's judging everybody because of the sword that comes out of his mouth and is against nations and sorts it out. I want to tell you something. That Jesus Christ said, that very sword that comes out of my mouth, I have given you in the word of God. That very sword that Jesus Christ comes and he says, it is written and chased the devil himself. I promise you most of us have never ever met Satan himself. Come on. I'm sure we've met some devil somewhere on the way, but we've never come against Satan himself. You're not that important to rock up at your house. Do you understand? 
And I want you to know that Jesus Christ, facing Satan himself, the only thing that he used was the scripture. He gave us an example, folks, for us to turn our circumstances around. Now let me just show you something. It's important that you get this. How many of you have read scripture and it goes, Ach yeah, that's interesting, and paged over, and that's interesting, and that's interesting, and then suddenly you get a scripture and you get all excited about it. Ever had that? Okay. When you get excited about it, it means that it is something that is going on inside of you. It is a revelation that you start getting inside of you. It's not just yeah, that you can quote a scripture. It's something that is inside. When it comes inside of you, it is called a rhema word. It is something that has become a revelation to you. Once you've got a rhema word, every time you release that scripture over something, it will always be released with power. You must understand this. Okay, I had a rhema word of 1 John chapter 4 verse 4. It says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I got a vision one day. I was standing there and I saw this whole lot of darkness coming. And the next second they were running for their lives. And I looked at this light and I was quite surprised. And I turned around and suddenly I saw this major light behind me and angels and stuff. And I figured, okay, there's more for me than against me. Hey, listen, I dig this idea. (laughs) As long as they stand behind me, I'll take on anything. That's why, and I'm not saying this lightly, when I said to the high priest, when you guys start a satanic church in PE, I want to go to your opening. Please invite me, I'm coming. Then he swore at me and went off. (laughs) But the point is this. Listen to me. The point is this. I know the power that I carry is stronger than the power that he carries. Not because I'm arrogant, because I had a revelation of that scripture. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So nothing there is greater than what is inside of me. My problem is this, I am not releasing what is inside of me. How many times have I been clapped? And things have gone wrong in my family. And I have had all sorts of hell break loose on my life. And I have not stood up and fought. A lot of it has been my own doing for staying in the mess for so long. And let me tell you something. I know the word. I know about fighting. I have got tired of fighting and I go, Ah, well, let's just take a break. (laughs) I took a break. And everything broke. <laughs> you know, it's like these guys that are on drugs. You know, when they're high on drugs, there's no food in the refrigerator. When they come off drugs, there's no refrigerator left. Somebody diffed it, you know. It's like you're going through a tough time, but boy, let that thing just slack, and the devil will take what he can. I want to tell you now, I have repented of that. I've come out of that neutral mode and just allowing, you know, Sarah, Sarah, what will be, will be. I'm no more into that. I am into, yes, I am going to stand. I'm going to fight. Even if it's the last thing that I can do, I will stand and fight. Doing all to do, stand. And I'm not just standing for my family anymore. I'm standing for those who are prepared to go with the battle. Guys that are struggling, I'll stand with you. I will fight with you as much as I can because I believe that the Word of God is true. The more we stand, the stronger the anointing is going to be on our lives, the stronger the authority. And I want you to know that once we've got this right, it doesn't matter what you feel like. 
It's very important. It does not matter what you feel like. I'll give you a good example of this. When I was at high school, my mother was teaching Scripture Union in the primary school. Now, how many of you know when you're a young man, probably about Caden's age, when you get out of school, the only thing that you are motivated for and have an anointing and a calling for is what? Food. Food. Okay? You must understand, this is, you're at the age where you kill the horse and chase the rider. I'm telling you, you eat anything that moves. So now I've got to walk from the high school to the primary school to go and get to my mother to get a lift home. Okay, now it's not that far. But if you know my mother well, speed is not of the essence. I'm busy, I'm chatting. And so the more she's chatting, the more irritated I'm getting. I'm like going, I want to get home, I want food, I'm not interested in this. But I walked in and the, the, not the teacher but the lady that was helping there, started screaming and going into a corner and started saying, get away from me, get away from me. And I looked at her and I thought, what's your problem? And she says, there's this big bright light all around you. I want to tell you, I felt zero anointing. Squat, nothing, nooks. There was not a holy hallelujah in my background and nothing. I wanted food, I wasn't interested in her sock. <laughs> I felt nothing. But let me tell you something. When you understand that you have a revelation of the power and the fire inside of you, it doesn't matter what you feel like. You can feel as slack and as bad, but when you release that word, it's going to carry power and fire with it. So I'm telling you right now, do not go with what you feel. Nowhere in the Bible does it say you go with your feelings. Because feelings can change. Come on, let's prove it. Who really felt blissful tonight? Okay, don't put up your land, you're lying. But who's finding out it's not so bad as what you thought before you got here? Now you can put up your hand. (laughs) You understand? You can change your feelings. So I want to tell you something. If we are genuinely going to win this fight over this city, we have got to start getting serious in Jesus' name. So right now, I want you to make some things out. Number one, I'm going to start learning Scripture. It doesn't help if you're going to go to battle and you don't even know what your weapon is. I'll give you a bazooka and you go out there with a spoon. Come on. It's like, oh no, I don't know what to do. How many times have you been in a battle or in struggle in your life and you don't have a clue what to do next? Have you ever been there? Yes, it's only me that goes through stuff like this. All right. It's like, I don't know what to do. And then I go back to the word and I say, God, give me a scripture. Give me something that I can fight with. I need the sword. So your first step is this learn the Bible. If you don't know the Bible, then at least get a good concordance so you can find the scripture. Scripture on strife. Scripture on healing. Scripture on rebellion. You understand? Whatever it is that you're fighting with. And start quoting that scripture every single day, even if it's one verse. I didn't need a whole lot of verse to clap the devil. I needed one revelational word. Greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. I have no sock with any devil. I'd walk down the road and the Satanists would walk across the road. <laughs> then I'd cross the road and then I'd walk across the road. Now we'd play this game down there. <laughs> and you know, I didn't even know who they were. 
I want to tell you something. That if you are alive to Jesus Christ, and you are genuinely allowing the power of God flowing in your life, every devil in hell is going to know you. And let me tell you something. It is not as bad as everybody thinks. I want to just help you here. When the power of God, where there is light, there cannot be darkness. Genuinely. Alright, I did not have every demon rocking up in my house and talking to me in the middle of the night. And I'm busy fighting off a devil, you know, and it's this and it's that in my house. No. What I had was a whole bunch of Satanists trying to put curses on my house. The curses would go back and burn them and torment them right through the night. Then they'd phone me and say, please set me free because I can't handle this. <laughs> That's what was happening. I slept like a baby. <laughs> I got up, so some nights I wake up and a whole bunch of them are cursing us outside. I tell them, listen, it's cold. Come curse inside, it's warmer. Come inside. I'll give you coffee. You can do your thing. Amen. <laughs> but let me tell you something. When the power of God flows, I'm telling you now, there is no darkness that can stand. But the problem is this, we don't have enough anointings in our house. There's not the power of God. When I walk into your house, is the presence of God there? Is the power of God there? Let me give you a good tip. If you want to develop a quick presence in your house, play the word right through the night. Go and get a stick and go and get the word on and just play it right through the night. Nobody has to hear it. Let me tell you something that's releasing an atmosphere into your house. If you don't want to speak it, let the tape deck do it. I'm not, it's the Word of God. I promise you, we have word of, the Word playing and worship every night, right through the night in my house, every day. Caden, I don't think he's ever switched his off. How long has yours been playing? Nearly a year now. Close to a year, eh? Nearly a year, he's got an iPod, and he keeps it on repeat, right through the night, day and night, in his room, a whole time. Just the Word, over and over. You must know, when he sleeps, that's all going into his spirit, even if he's not aware of it. It doesn't charge permanently as well. Sorry? It yes. No, it's in a, in a docking station. <laughs> okay, it's nice and pretty. But the point is this, is we have got to wake up. And we have got the power to get this thing going. So, get to know your scriptures. Number two, find a scripture for every situation that you're battling with. Find a scripture for every situation that you're battling with. Number three. It's going too fast now. Now people type slowly on these iPads. Okay, number three. Verbally quote the scripture in a battle attitude daily. I don't sit down and go, well, when Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness, it's like, listen devil, by his stripes I was healed. By his stripes I was healed. I do not accept sickness in my life. By his stripes my children were healed. Health is ours. God gives his beloved rest if you're struggling with sleep. You understand? Whatever it is, you get that scripture and you sit down. And wherever there is strife, every form of wickedness and evilness abounds. God, I come against strife in this house. Or I come against strife in my business. Or whatever it is. Politics or whatever's going on. Find the scripture and use it. Every day. That's how you use your sword. Okay, any questions? Everybody's like heavy confused. (laughs) What's number one? Know your Bible. Get to know your Bible. 
What verse? Focus. Oh, focus. <laughs> All right. I want us to pray.